Groggily, he opens his eyes and looks at the plain, boring ceiling above him. Yet another day in which he would have to sift through the drama of the office to complete spreadsheets for the sake of the company. Though today they were supposed to receive a pizza party. Whoop-de-doo. One would think after helping the company achieve record profits last quarter that they'd receive raises. Though if one were to truly think that, then they'd be blind to the reality that those at the top truly don't care. And Bo Phillips was certainly not a blind man. He rolls out of bed, releasing a heavy groan of annoyance. Today will be a day just like any other, he tells himself. As he begins his morning routine, his mind wanders to the previous day's drama. He had learned that his fellow co-worker was let go at the end of the day on Wednesday. They informed the co-worker as he was leaving and asked him to spend an additional 15 minutes cleaning his office. Why was the man let go, you might ask? Well, simply to maximize profits. He had been working at the company for 15 years and had gotten too expensive to keep on despite the record profits. Yes, Bo found himself becoming increasingly jaded with society, though more with humanity as a whole. Because his co-worker didn't deserve to lose his job after working so hard and with a baby on the way. Because the people at the top do truly nothing and get record profits. Because he'll have to pick up his co-worker's additional workload without a raise. Was this just the human condition? To be drip-fed money through a useless job until outside forces decide to pull the plug? What happened to humanitarianism? What happened to caring for your fellow man? In his childhood, he had been taught that selfishness was a sin, and though he wasn't a frequenter at the Church of the Holy Encounter anymore, Bo would still consider himself to be spiritual. With the last sip of coffee, Bo stood from his seat and walked out the door. It was quiet this morning in Madison. Normally, he'd see traffic moving about the city as people made their ways to work. But this morning, the streets were entirely empty. Was it a Saturday? No, but even on a Saturday, he would see people leaving their homes for the retail jobs or uh, to meet with their families for breakfast. Today was different. Today? Nobody left their homes. He stops his car on the side of the road with his blinkers on, and then he looks up into the sky. The sun is still there. There wasn't radiation clouds or anything from a nuclear warhead, nor did it seem as though an eclipse or solar disaster happened. He looks down at his phone. It powers on. It shows him a date, and it shows him the weather. He goes to YouTube and is immediately greeted with multiple videos of people. Strange, he thought. Perhaps there was a citywide curfew under effect. If so, why hadn't he gotten the notification? He arrives at his place of work in downtown Madison. Parking in the nearby garage, he steps from his car and into work. The receptionist is not at her desk. There are no people walking to the elevators to go up, yet he continues his route all the way to his desk. The building is entirely empty. I must be mad or dreaming. Yes, dreaming, he thinks as he stands up from his desk and begins to wander the hollowed halls. But, much to his surprise, the building is completely and utterly empty, save for him, just like the roads outside. Has he gotten his wish? 
Is the scourge of humanity finally removed from the face of the earth? It's almost beautiful. He leaves his work and goes to the local grocery store. He walks up and down the aisles, grabbing whatever he wants regardless of the price. And then he simply walks out. Minutes later, he's in a high-end restaurant. The door is locked, but it wouldn't matter if he shattered it or not. So he simply broke the glass and walked in. The ambience of the place had long since interested him, and he set his eyes on a table near the furthest wall, which sits on a platform. Bo placed a frozen lasagna in the oven and turned it on. Heading back to his table, he takes a moment to sit and enjoy the peacefulness of the world. Truly, there was nothing out there. No one. He's in complete and utter solitude. And for once in his life, he felt happy. No bosses to yell at him, no friends to stab him in the back, no bullies to shove him in lockers, nor jackasses to cut in front of him on the highway. The worst of humanity is gone in the blink of an eye, and it is wonderful. He drives down the freeway at ridiculous speeds, stopping only when he arrives in Bangor. After refueling his car, he drives back. His speed hits 60. 70, 80, 90 miles an hour before the car starts to sputter and shake from the speed. He thinks he ought not push it any further. On any other day, cops might be pulling him over and giving him a fine. He might accidentally crash and end someone's life, but no. Today, he truly had the world to himself. He goes to the park. He goes to a brewery. He goes to a trampoline zone. He plays on a playground. He goes for a bike ride. He watches TV. He reads the last few chapters of his book. By the end of the evening, he dresses himself in his laziest clothes and leaves for the art gallery. The gallery was a place that was far too rich for his blood in the past, but now it was open to him all the time. The walls are bleak and white as he steps into the building. Paintings and sculptures litter the place, each with a small golden plaque titling what the artwork was and whom it was by. A mischievous grin crosses his face. Gaily, he balls his fist and runs it through the center of the painting. The canvas rips open to allow his fist through, screaming in protest as it does so. Bo then goes on a rampage to go out the museum. Sculptures are overturned, paintings are ripped, chairs are thrown, and windows shattered. Excitement. Finally, he was alone. Finally, he could stick his finger up at the rich. Their thousands of dollars spent on luxury, food, cars, art, all meant nothing if they weren't here. He breaks in, makes himself some dessert, and crashes in the most comfortable bed he's ever slept in. He wakes the next morning to see a woman's face next to him. Her eyes flutter open, and a moment later, she's screaming. <laughs> 